Hello and welcome to the TES podcast issue review. My name is Richard Vaughan and I am joined by a very small, very male crack team of John Severs and Ed Dorrell. Hello chaps. Bonjour. Hello. It's not very representative of the TES at all actually, uh, us being all men, but um Moving swiftly on, uh, yes, we've got a, a fun-packed, action-packed issue as always, um, and the first thing we're going to talk about is, um, well, it's about, well, it's not me, it's... Um, it's, <laughs> it's all about you, Richard. It is all about me. Uh, it's about Sir David Carter. We've done, well, it's the Sir David Carter issue this week, really, isn't it? Sure. Um, he has outlined his vision, as he called it, for, for bringing academies and free schools to heal. Richard, do you want to tell us all about it? Since it was you that carried out this fabulous and exclusive interview. <laughs> Why not? Well, so I interviewed Sir David <laughs> Carter, uh, who is now, if you don't know already now, you, well, you will very soon. Uh, he's the new National Schools Commissioner. And he has been uh, tasked with a, a beefed up role uh, as National Schools Commissioner and will have greater control over academies and free schools as part of a... A stronger um, layer of accountability over over state independent schools. Um, He's making sense, isn't he? He's making sense of the wild west that English education has become. Indeed. Or attempting to make sense of it. Um, let's be clear, with the widespread academization and atomization of the, of the system, for a little while now, at least a couple of years, uh, people have been struggling to make sense and, of, of what it looks like, how it's going to work. Uh, lines of accountability and structures and in our own pages through the medium of Richard Vaughan <laughs> uh, uh, David Carter has finally made sense of it. What's it look like Richard? Well it's um... Inspector Morse right? Yes indeed uh, he's, he's the Lewis to uh, Sir Michael Wilshaw's um, Dirty Harry um, Well, the, the plan itself is, is basically as you say it's bringing more coherence to the whole thing. He will Bring in four layers or, or four levels of trust. So you will have the small starter trusts. That's not trust as in... <laughs> <laughs> that's trust as in multi-academy trusts, of course. Uh, four layers of trusts. Uh, starter trusts. Fairly established trusts, which will be about five to 15 schools. National trusts, which will be about 15 to 30. And then you will have what he calls the system leader trusts, which will be 30 plus. And they're the big guys there, the likes of ARC. Harris Federation, AET, and, of course, REACH2. Um, those bigger system leader trusts will report directly to Sir David Carter as well. That's, so, not, that's not an exclusive list, is it? I mean, so that, there's more. Presumably, the Outward Granges and people like that will be on there as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's, I mean, they're, they're, they're your more prominent ones. They're the guys who have been around for quite a while, so um, that's why I named them. But, yes, there, there are other multi-academy trusts available. <laughs> um, <laughs> And as you say, I mean, he's just bringing coherency to it. Um, he said he wants to be able to identify the weakest hundred academies and free schools. So if he's asked, which he will be by the Secretary of State, what's going on? How are we going to turn these schools around? He will have an answer. Possibly the most interesting thing, I think, is that within these different, uh, as you say, levels of trust, which I quite <laughs> like, um, you will be able to be promoted and indeed relegated. So... You, as a primary school, might set up a academy trust with two primary schools and just be very local. But if you expand fast enough or become big enough and you take on enough schools and you do enough of what the government or 
Sir David Carter wants you to do, you can quickly elevate yourself. Indeed. And before you know it, you will have a knighthood and you will be... <laughs> you'll, be the leader. Next, you'll be the next school commissioner. No, um, exactly. Yes, the, 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 I mean, that, that is one big part. I'm glad you raised it. The one big part of it, which has been huge concerns, uh, particularly with this push to, to turn more schools into academies, is the capacity within the system to actually take on more schools. If you're a multi-academy trust, it's very difficult to take on, say, the more struggling schools if, if you know, you're, you're trying to... You, provide a, a decent education to the kids you already have so what sir david carter wants to bring in is an assessment which will say okay you want to get bigger you want to go from 15 schools to 25 prove to us that you can how are you doing with the schools you've got at the moment and if you can do that then you'll be able to expand and uh, take on more schools the thing i think is really extraordinary about this is that if this was the nhs mm -hmm. If we were the equivalent of the TES in healthcare and we presented, we came out with an exclusive which represented the wholesale reorganisation of the NHS, it would be front page news Absolutely. in every single national newspaper, yeah. for possibly for days. And uh, to be clear, this is potentially the scale of what David Carter is proposing here. Um, and yet, beyond our pages and one or two other um, similar -ish titles, um, it will get almost no coverage. It's true. I mean, it's the, profound, though, isn't it? What I'm trying to get to is it's profound. It really is. It's it's a huge deal. Uh, and you're right. It is like the reining in of primary care trust, trusts and things like that. It's you know, it's the re re leveling of the of, of the playing field, if you like. Um, but what captures the, the 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 national press at the moment is is the accountability part of things. It's the it's the other side of what we did with the with the cover feature. It's the fact that he might become. The, the new face of accountability mm -hmm. and that Ofsted's reign of whatever you want to call it, terror, error, whichever <laughs> it seems to be a, 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 a cast as. Um, he is now being lined up by the DFE as being the new acceptable friendly face of school accountability. Indeed, it's exciting. So um, we also wanted to get behind, uh, behind the headlines and behind the structure and find out what David Carter's really like. In one word, Richard. Well, <laughs> well uh, nice is, I think, the one word I would sum up. It's very nice. But, nice. but maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's covering something else up that I couldn't actually uncover. But, but um, that's all in the feature too, which is. is one of the reasons it's a must-read. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to be really quick now. Um, we're going to move on to the comment piece, which is in this week. Ed, uh, you had... The, the one and only Nick Gibb. Right yeah, Nick Gibb, Minister of State for Schools. His people approached us at the beginning of the week, this is quite a quick turnaround by our standards, and said, we want Nick Gibb to hit back at critics of the new primary assessment uh, details that came out last week and caused a minor XXX storm. Yes. Um, to say it's got our, our loyal readers online and offline animated... Um, would be an understatement. Um, rarely, I think, again, uh, rarely have I seen a story which has really got people going on the, at the same degree. Um, and to cut to the quick, uh, he says, your complaints about these primary assessments are nonsense. 
we can leave it there. <laughs> and <laughs> you can read it, read more in this week's TES. Absolutely. If your blood pressure is up to it. <laughs> and read Michael Tidd's... Uh, yes. Yeah, quite right. Right. And, you know, while you're at it, exactly, yeah, go online and read the brilliant Michael Tidd's takedown of Nick Gibb and his new primary assessment rules. Uh, very good. A nice little cliffhanger there. Um, and John, uh, you are going to talk to us about wizards. What, uh, what have we got to say? Hmm? I, am the, about wizards, I yeah. am the light relief this week. <laughs> you are. Um, you are. And in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we have a deputy head called John Stanier who has introduced wizards to his behaviour management strategy. That sounds quite mad. Yeah. It is quite mad, but he swears it works. Essentially, there's a, there's a free resource called Classcraft based on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> for is it? Cool. For, some, for some people. <laughs> don't know who they are. So, uh, students pick themselves an avatar. They can be a, a warrior, a wizard, or another one that I've, I've neglected to remember. Um, and they can earn points for good behaviour. And and they lose health points for bad behaviour. That's very clever. And if and if they get a certain amount of um, uh, good points, they can buy their avatar clothes and (laughs) um, earn themselves powers such as invisibility, which means they can go to the toilet, and other such uh, other other such rewards. Um, He says it doesn't uh, help with long term behaviour improvement, but for that difficult class where you've got low level disruption. The sort of gamification of that sure. classroom works. So that's the key word, isn't it? That's the really interesting thing. Is mm. And it is a buzzword in education, as no doubt our listeners will, will know. The gamification of education is, is really interesting. So this yeah. is just a really good example of it's that. It's just a really imaginative example of it. You I mean, you get the same with like a class dojo or someone like mm. that. Um, but this is, this is sort of an extreme version. And he says the key to gamification is the kids are used to instant gratification yeah. and quite a lot of the gamification stuff in classrooms at the moment is delayed gratification so you might get a certificate at the end of the week or you might get a reward at the end of the term whereas this is instant reward you've done something good here's your health point buy yourself some new armour <laughs> and the kids love it yeah, I it's fantastic. Yeah. I think we should introduce so it to the newsroom. Yeah. What do you think? Mm, interesting <laughs> is what I would say to that which means no <laughs> um, but you know, if this ever comes into something that you can invest in, I could see it doing really well. To be honest with you, I think it's a brilliant idea. It's World in, um, Warcraft meets classroom. It's got seven thousand users at the moment, and it's in I think thirty-five countries. Oh wow! Um, right. So, um, but it's it's a it's a growing uh, program. I think developed by a couple of teachers, so it's, it's doing well. Good for them. Um, and whilst you're there, what's uh, what's a sneak peek for next week? Well, it's an, it's a bit of a. Richard Vaughan Fest again, I believe. I, I, every week should be a Richard Vaughan Fest, I think. Um, yes, it's it's old school, isn't it? And we also have Carol Dweck uh, on um, tempering your dreams with reality. Carol Dweck, people, and Richard Vaughan. Yeah, what more could you want? That's catnip for teachers, if ever I heard it. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, chaps. Uh, that just leaves me to say thank you to Ed and John. Au revoir. Thank you. And thank you all for listening, Tezcasters. And I will catch you next time. Thanks and goodbye.